0: Well, I have disappointing news for you guys today. We don't have Daryl and Bethany. They're still playing hooky in Florida, and uh, this is the best that we were able to do. <laughs> so, probably not the best, actually. There is a lot of talented people in our congregation, but I get to bring the word of God to you today. I'm really excited. Do we have that? There's a little Izzy. There's a slide. Um, yes, there it is. We got all creative with this. Um, you know. This is a huge topic. I don't really know even how to unpack this. I'm just, I gotta be honest with you guys. We, we're gonna talk about culture today and how our faith and culture like, intersect and basically how much we're influenced by culture. And hopefully through seeing that, that we can find out how we can actually influence culture once we get free from some of the lies that our culture has told us. Pretty simple topic, it seems but it's actually incredibly deep. I've got pages, I really have, I have bad news for you. This is not a 20 minute message. I will do my best to get it close to 20 minutes. But if you're online, I encourage you to heat up some nachos or something. Make yourself comfortable in these seats. Thankfully they're, they're padded. You know, this is not like one of those wooden pew churches. So praise the Lord for that. I will try to be quick, but I, I really am excited because I believe that God is raising up a new generation of believers you can feel it, can't you? People are hungry for more. It seems like with every passing generation, since the Jesus movement, since the healing movement before that, since Azusa Street, there's like more and more waves of God's spirit moving on the church. I believe bringing reformation, but there's a lot more to do. There's a lot more that God has to change about the ways we think. I think about Martin Luther and the way that he, he wrote those, um, however, 99 theses? Somebody help me out. 95, thank you. Not, yeah, not 99, 95. You know, that was a a restoration of the word of God to the church. That was a shift of the mindset of the church. It was desperately needed. We've had a lot of amazing moves of God that are very, like, emotional and spiritual. And those are powerful things. But I believe that we're in a time again that we need another move of God to change our mindsets, especially as the Western church, I'll even go as far as to say as the charismatic church, but beyond the charismatic church, we need God to address our ways of thinking because there's things that don't work. And there's things that it's clear and we're frustrated that they're not working and we don't know why. And we keep trying to figure out what it is and sometimes I think that we need to just pause for a second and find out, Lord, what is it that has influenced us? What, are, what kind of box are we putting you in? You know, we talk about putting God in a box and wanting to make sure that we're not doing that. In our thinking, is, one of the, is the first place that we put God in a box. So I'm excited because I believe God, you know, like we've just prayed for our graduates and we're praying for them to go influence the world, change culture. That's what we're praying for. And I wanna see that for every single one of this. I wanna see that for me. So I want you to know, today I don't have the answers for you. I am just gonna be up here, if you need me, I'll be preaching to myself. I really will, because I don't have, it's not like some sort of me over you sort of thing right here. I am preaching to myself just as much. But I wanna pray, if you could pray for me and with me, Lord, I ask that you would grace me with the ability to bring your word. Lord, I ask that you would do something, anything, God, through today, Lord, that would help us to think about things differently. Lord, to approach our lives with you more like the way you think and less like the way that we've been lied to. So God, I ask, somehow use my words, God. I'm just a young person who knows a few things, I think, but I'm not really sure. God, I ask that you would use my words, anoint my words, even give me words so that we can walk out of this place thinking afresh about how we are supposed to live our lives for you. Lord, I pray this sincerely in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray this over our people, Lord. I pray that we would receive your voice, God, wherever your voice comes through in this message, God, I ask that we would hear it, even if it doesn't feel good. Lord, if it's you speaking, we wanna listen to you today. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, I get really excited and I get really ahead of myself when I preach, so just bear with me today. I, 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 first, the, the place that we gotta start is scripture. Like this, We're gonna talk about culture today. There's a lot that I can talk about, but first, I want to find out what God says about the way that we relate to culture, First Peter two nine, if we have that one, um, and you can feel free to put it over a different image, Izzy, because that one might not show up good. Um, but First Peter two nine, if you're there, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's such a powerful verse right there from Peter. James 4.4, 4, if we've got that. James 4.4. 4. Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. What does that mean, friend of the world? Somebody who thinks like the world. Somebody who just wants to fit in to the world. Makes himself an enemy of God. And then finally, John 17, 14 through 16. This I know you're doing a great job, Izzy, trying to keep up with me here. The world has hated them because they are not of the world. This is Jesus praying in the garden. Just as I am not of the world, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. I want to say that again. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one they are not of the world just as i am not of the world these are profound words these are words that are a huge light shining upon the way that we interact and intersect with culture saying we're different this is not the same thing we're not doing everything in the same context we're not even speaking the same language there's a heavenly reality that we are called to live from we are a royal priesthood a peculiar people it says what does that mean that means we think different you know god says my ways are not your ways my thoughts are not your thoughts we, we hear words like that in church so many times at what point do we start to come face to face with just how radically different god's thoughts I, i'm hoping today that we can identify some lies as i already talked about today many of us have two voices echoing in our ears we have the promises of God who's calling us to live radically like we just read live wholeheartedly for him and show the world who he is and we have the voice of the enemy in our culture luring us with a similar sounding but totally different promise of self-actualization freedom from authority and pleasure so when we talk about culture there's um what do we mean you know culture is like we're like a fish in water when it comes to culture we're like literally eating drinking swimming in it you know breathing it this is literally our everything culture tells us a lot of things obviously we you know you hear this in the church growing up like media you know you got to be careful with media it's actually true you do have to be careful with media because guess what culture has a lot of things it wants to tell you and it wants to sell you especially in the West A lot of culture has become based around capitalism and selling you a thing. That's pretty remarkable. When your life becomes a product that gets sold to other people on social media so that they can consume a product, that's pretty scary. That's a little Truman Show from Real. It's a little bit like the Truman Show, and I'm scared of where that goes. So is this a message about social media? Definitely not. Um but that's a really really interesting place to look you know I even the the last 20 years okay this right here I think we underestimate what's going on here I think we underestimate how much this has shaped us in the past year we've watched a lot of things fall apart because our society is changing so fast we can't keep up anymore we're totally disoriented we don't even know what's happening we don't know how information's being spread we don't know how it's being assimilated our attention spans are vanishing and no longer can we appreciate anything of value or focus on anything for very long at all so that in and of itself is pointing to shifts are happening faster and faster and faster and unless we as Christians actually get our heads around what is going on and what is God saying about this and how am I supposed to live in contrast to how the world is living This is what christians have had to wrestle with throughout the ages this is from the early church on this is our mission it's never been easy it's never been some sort of cakewalk where we can just have the answers right there in front of us you actually have to work it doesn't come naturally you have to apply the word of god in your thinking so when we talk about culture we've got to talk about value systems right because there's a lot going on with value systems in the east and around most of the world actually you have and there's so much to go through today I pray I can just try to go fast in the in the in Eastern culture and most of the world you have value if you perform well for your family and you honor your family and you do your duty if you're dutiful to your family if you make your family proud that's where you get your value system from here in the West we don't really have a concept for that in the West our concepts uh, for value and where you get value from is if you're successful. If you dream something and you achieve something and you get, to have, you get to feel like you have personal value if you reach lofty goals on your own, without anybody's help. The kingdom of God, you have value simply because you're a child of God, period. That's all. End of story. And from there, we do the works of the kingdom. From there, we influence society. God does something with our lives that might be seen, it might be hidden. Doesn't matter. God defines that, not us anymore. But I, f- I feel like a lot of us don't realize just how much, and I'm including myself in this, because um, I remember, you know, being a young kid, and uh, you know, being a musician. Some of my very, very earliest dreams as a teenager were to be some kind of rock star, which is really funny because I definitely could not sing. I still can barely sing, but I definitely couldn't sing back then. So I don't know what kind of rock star I thought I was gonna be. That's just the dream that I thought I was supposed to do. That's just, that's what I'd been sold. You may not know this today, but you've been sold a dream. You've been sold a vision, you've been sold value, And the scariest thing is when we've built our lives around a dream that was never ours in the first place. That's scary. And you know, that will tear you apart because at the core of it, it's not attainable. There's emptiness at the end of that dream of just being as successful as humanly possible, making all the money, having influence. We know that, but we don't know any other dream that's the problem I mean we've you've you've heard what I just said a million times you know people being dissatisfied but we don't know how to get out of the rut that we're in to dream differently with God I'm actually going to skip ahead in my notes because I think this is just a good thing to tie up basically our our basically our um I can't find it (laughs) I'm gonna have to just go off of memory here um value in the kingdom of God is simply how can I serve others? How can I love other people? How can I live generously? That's it. How can, how can my life love people so radically? Um, who's, who's that? Uh, oh my goodness. Aim, the, uh, the lady in, uh, in, in China who ministers to the heroin addicts. Who is her, her name? Jackie Pollinger, oh my goodness we were just watching one of the uh, Alpha series uh things and we we're just watching just an interview from her you, f- you should you definitely got to read um her book what's it, what's it called again chasing the Dragon by Jackie Pollinger. Ra- radical living for God you know it, it, that's not necessarily something all of us are called to do exactly like that your vision has got to come from God for whatever you can do to live radically for God in loving people radically that's really what it's about but that's the value system of the kingdom of God if we don't understand the forces that are actively trying to shape our thinking we will be at a disadvantage to combat them with the truth of God's word if you've been lied to your whole life at some point the lie starts to become reality it literally becomes how you see the world. And a lot of us have been told our entire lives, the American dream, the American dream, the American dream, the American dream. And we've not had a good way to combat it. And now we find ourselves living the American dream, dreaming the American dream. It's literally become the way that we think. It's become the format we fit church into. It's become the format that we fit our lives into. The biggest thing I wanna talk to us about today is secularism, because this is a, basically our current reality. We're in, we're in the middle of a crisis, a spiritual and cultural crisis, as we try to grasp with what is the um, how do how do we interface Christianity with secularism and individualism. I want to define secularism it's the this is the Encyclopedia Britannica it works um secularism is the principle seeking to conduct human affairs based on secular naturalistic considerations secularism has told us that our highest ideal is self-realization or self-actualization the discovery of the true self through one's own self knowledge is found within you And that's the mantra of new age thought which is sort of becoming the unofficial religion of the entire world the ways that this has influenced us to just make our reality happen make our you know self realize our destiny by working hard it's influenced the way that we live our lives and the way that we approach church not only is the concept of community being fundamentally destabilized in the name of self-realization and freedom. But at the very same time, we're unable to achieve the lofty heights that individualism promises us that we can get to. And as a result, many of us are living in a profoundly disillusioned state, unable to reach dreams, waking up. How many of you can relate to this? Waking up on a Monday or a Tuesday, going, what in the world am I doing? feel free to raise your hand, feel free not to, but you're just going, Lord, what is this? What am I doing? there's, you know, I don't wanna detract from the faithfulness of like building a career because that can be discouraging, but some of us have that disillusionment because of the hope that we have. If our hope is in building a career, if our hope is in achieving some sort of success, it's not going to work. The promise of secularism uh definitely did not start you know i was just pointing out the iphone it didn't start when steve jobs walked on the stage with the iphone and you know everyone copied it and now it's running our lives as you know we don't even know how to control it It, the vices that get pushed to us via social media distraction media there's just some of the dark sides of secularism it's interesting to look at cultural flashpoints Woodstock in 1969 this this music festival that was this tipping point for culture and it it, what we have to understand is what happened there was not just the sexual revolution it actually started this question Authority movement that started to change the way that we look at where we get our information from when you start to buy into a culture that says there is no authority that can tell me what to do. I'm not subject to anyone else but myself. And this even comes down to the way that we hear God. When the way that you hear God personally can never be subjected to what someone else says, even on a Sunday morning, you're filtering things. Or when you listen to a message or even you read the Bible, you're filtering it through. Yeah, but what do I think about that? What is, what is, what is it that I feel, how do I feel about this? I guess i should say that is evidence of where we've let individualism change the way that we relate to god so that his ways can no longer become our ways we can't be talked to by god anymore because it all gets filtered through this we all get just clouded with these cultural contexts and we can no longer get some god's voice doesn't get through that because we won't let him here's the thing it happens because we can't fathom it think about it if you took the barriers off if you took the walls off of what god could tell you and how he could tell you that you have to live your life and what you'd have to change is that's scary a lot of us don't want to do that because it's scary so we approach god with filters we just say god how can you make me successful god how can you help me to just be happy at my job this week god wants so much more for you than just for you to be happy at your job. God wants you to live radically for Him, to find ways to get outside of yourself over and over each week, even though it's hard in New England, and reach out to people and minister to them, to be sacrificial, to live a countercultural, not American dream lifestyle so that you can give financially, give of your time to other people. The, the the concept of community uh, this is something that I've really wanted to kind of go after is community before before if you even look at media television movies you know you see neighborhoods that people know each other back before the 60s and the 70s before that cultural revolution it was community was treated differently church was treated differently and since that rebellion people started to disconnect from other people. The lifespan of of companies is actually shortened from decades down to just mere years. Everything has become so fast paced. There's such a churn in our lives. We no longer are around each other or submit to anybody long enough for our lives to be done in parallel with them. We are living such individual lives that we're literally just Again, social media, we feel connected, but we're not actually, we're lonely. Because we're all doing it alone, we're on our own path. One of the the, the things that happened after the flashpoint of 1969 is community, I believe, this is just my belief, but it became about who can I have around me to make me feel good about myself? Who can I have around me to make me, rather than who is around me to challenge me? Before that church challenged you, you're, the people around you challenged you. And after that, question authority came along, and that, that mantra became something that's it's now part of culture. It's vital for us to look the promises of secularism in the face, and see them for what they are, as lies, instead of the lofty ideals that they claim to be. And the lies that, that Western culture is telling us today boil down to two things. You can have everything. And you're not subject to anyone. You can have everything you want. It's limitless. Technology will get us there. Consumerism will get us there. Capitalism will get us there. And you don't have to listen or do anything somebody else says if you don't like it. I think that In a lot of ways many of us are still trying to follow god in the context of self-actualization and that we're wondering why we're failing the thing is that anything that's built on a lie is not reality it's going to fail us no matter how good it looks the biggest lie that I believe is, 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 is doing the most damage to our psyche is the picture of our lives that we thought that we came up with, but is actually a result of conditioning. That picture is continually letting us down. And for the few of us that achieve something life, like it, it's leaving us with a sense of profound emptiness. And just because we've wrapped the words, Jesus, around it, does not mean that we've been delivered from it. Just because that we do church in a context, well, how can it serve me? And I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna come into church, I'm gonna find out how I can just make this fit into my life rather than how can my life be radically changed to serve others? How can my life be radically changed throughout my week to love other people? We've not been delivered from it. I think that there's there's a lot of ways that we can find out what's driving us. One easy way, I believe, is to write down what uh, I want, actually I want all, all of us to do this if, if you're willing. Take out your phone or a piece of paper and I want to take 30 seconds. I want us to write down what would it look like if we were to become everything that we wish we could become. I'm going to do the same thing because even in preparing this message, I'm, I'm very convicted about my own, my own goals, but take 30 seconds. If you could, if, if you achieved everything that you wish that you could achieve, the picture that you have for your life, what would it look like? Lord, I even ask that you would just help us to, uh, to see things, Lord, that we've not even seen before today. God, I ask that you would come and reveal to us what you want to reveal. This might be something that you need to take a little time with, and I totally understand. I encourage you to continue this this week and continue thinking about it. If you weren't able to write something down, but I want to I want to talk about the values of this world and the values of the kingdom I'm not going to address anything particular that we might have written down or not but this is what secularism and individualism have conditioned us to think that we want we're told that we want more money more things an easy life admiration from others and power to do what we want kingdom living is getting excited about who we can love and serve it's more excited about how much we can be giving away than what we can get. And it doesn't need a spotlight. You know, as I give this message, I realize that there's, there's so much more that I can't put language to here. I pray that something, got a, th- a thought process starting for you. The biggest thing that I am praying for for myself is that God could help me just get outside of old ways of thinking, get outside of years of pictures in my head that I built around things that I thought were my own dreams and that are actually not God's dreams. You know, Amy and I were just getting wrecked the other night as uh, we were watching, anybody heard of God behind bars? Anyone raise your hand? No, oh my goodness, you guys got to follow that page. It's not just a page. It's, it's, it's an incredible ministry. And uh, they're, they're basically partnering with churches to put church plants in prisons. And it's, I can't even talk about it because it's so, it's so incredible. It, we, were, we were just absolutely wrecked. We were just crying as we were watching these uh, stories of these inmates <laughs> whose lives are just so lonely and so just broken, so lost, over one over one mistake the founder was saying even like you know these guys are behind bars you know because they got caught doing something how many of us just simply didn't get caught you know there's so many things that just but and these so they're they're behind bars they're they're just destitute lonely waiting for god and these people come in and they serve hard every week to put on a church service to to counseling with the inmates to befriend them to communicate between them and their family to basically make a connection so that when they get out if they get out that they can be at the same church that they could even be on the same track spiritually as their family it's a ton of work that goes into that we were looking at it we're like we wish we could do this we're uh, you know as a church we're we're way far from being able to get to that point I pray that I pray that one day God could maybe do that sort of thing with us. But it, it challenged me and Amy so much because it makes, it makes you wonder like how much, how much did I build around a certain picture? You know, did I ever see myself serving God like that? Did I ever see myself loving people that radically? Maybe I didn't. Maybe I just didn't dream it. Maybe it's because I was too busy wrapping God around my own Western dream. And that's where I'm at. You know, there's, there's so much. I, I really believe that there's a lot of other things that this touches, and we, we're gonna go into in following weeks. Next, next week, we have Mother's Day. So Pastor Marlene from up in Haverhill, Bethany's mother is gonna, is gonna preach to us on Mother's Day. I, I can't wait for that. The week after, Daryl's gonna pick this series back up with talking about church community versus individualism, the ways that this is affected how we approach church. I think it's gonna be powerful. And then we're gonna wrap this series up, and I'm hoping to get a little bit of help from my friend Andrew Montoya, but um, uh, I'm really excited to talk about how we can really, because when we talk about individualism, basically, and I'm having trouble, to be honest with you, I'm having trouble articulating this morning, so I apologize for that but it affects the way you can't build your habits. This is just a teaser. You can't build your habits alone. It doesn't work that way. And because of individualism, our habits of discipline have broken. They're failing over and over and over again. We can't keep up a Bible study plan. We can't keep up a pattern of fasting and praying. We can't even go to church regularly. And it's because we've bought the lie that we're not subject to anybody else for any reason and due to that our lives are being disintegrated by the devil because you can't keep it's not the way that god designed it you can't keep your disciplines going on your own there's this powerful book and with this i'm, I'm going to close up but it's called the power of habit pretty much like every conversation I have about anything meaningful, I managed to work this book into. But um, you know, habits run our lives, they do. What you build for a habit becomes your life. It's just the way that life works. Everything's a habit. So many things are just subconscious, do it automatically. And here's the thing about many habits, you can't do them or build them successfully and keep them going without the help of other people. What does help mean? That means accountability, being subject to other people. And this is why so many of us are failing in our personal lives. So that's just a teaser for week three of this. I'm really excited for it. I'm I'm really praying, you know, for the, because I really do believe that I just have a lack of articulation up here this morning. And I I just pray that God makes up the difference for that. but. I just pray that this week, we could take this matter to prayer and just ask God, simply ask God the question, where have I built my reality on something besides you? Where have I wrapped you or tried to wrap you around things that are not from you? Where I've tried to wrap my, my faith around individualism I really pray that God can just help us break out of an old way because a lot of us are looking around church and we're realizing it's not working. A lot of us feel angst. A lot of us feel hopeless. A lot of us, we just have some real talk this morning. We hate coming in here and sitting in a seat. Anybody relate to that and probably won't get a lot of raises of hands because we're sitting in seats right now, but you feel angst. I know many of us feel angst about coming on a Sunday morning, I sit in a seat. What does that have to do with anything? I hear a message. I believe God has called us to live in a bigger way than that. That it would impact our lives, it would impact the way that we do church so dramatically. And I believe, that. I, I told you, I do not have the answers this morning. I believe God is going to, if we seek him, He's gonna give us as individuals here and us as a church, Hilltop Church, a way to live counterculturally. It doesn't look like just American Western suburbia. It doesn't look like self-gratification and consumerism anymore. The one thing that this is not is a show. This, I work really hard. I, I spend way too much time, to be honest with you, making this good and that, is not the point of church <laughs> it just simply helps us worship together and that's what I feel like God has called me to do but it does not mean that this is the entirety of church when we have good music and lights on a, on a Sunday morning or we write even writing original songs it is not this is not church it is church but it's not the, all that church is and so many of us are feeling this but the reality is we're unable to break out of it because, I, like I've said it too many times, we've been caught up in an individualistic point of view, an individualistic mentality that keeps us captive to buying, okay, consumeristic, materialistic lifestyles, consuming, and honestly, guys, I just gotta be really honest with you, I'm questioning social media. Like, a lot of you have already left and I applaud you I'm questioning what's going on right now what are we doing like really what are we doing you know has the lie of culture told me that I deserve to watch television every night just because I need to unwind and when that starts to become my habit what went wrong where did I go wrong I think it's time to question some things and say god what if i removed this just what if what if i was so brave that i was just like you know what no no i'm done i want to live different and we actually ask god without any caveats without any hesitation without any walls god what do you want to do what do you want to do with my life what do you want me to how, how do you want it to look when i interact with community i think amy has something oh you want to pray well, I'm, I'm surely done. I definitely need to stop. Guys, I just thank you for bearing with me. As I get up and I talk about something I barely know anything about, I just have it on my heart. Thanks for your patience. I just, I just feel God. I will say that. I, you know, a lot of this came from listening to this one podcast, um, This Cultural Moment, you know, the Portland Sessions with Mark Sayers. I really highly recommend you listen to it because it's super encouraging and super mind-altering. And so, a lot of what I was inspired to talk about came from all the thoughts I had after that. But so he does a much better job talking about culture. Um, I just pray that God would use this to start us thinking and to start us asking. Amen. Yes,
1: so. All right, I totally agree with Will. This is something that it, it's it's so countercultural that some of you might be like, "I see, I see a little ray of light. This is resonating a little bit." okay okay you know so i mean we've been talking about this message and i can still feel within myself kind of this I get it, but I don't get it. And it's a spiritual thing. The the enemy wants to steal any sort of seeds of new transformation from your minds. So we come to church, and then how often do we then go home and then we feel like life goes back, snaps back. It's like an elastic band. We actually talk about this um, in physical therapy. Any, Bennett's, fellow PT, any other fellow PTs, that you can stretch in a way to um here uh okay can you hold me okay so here we go rubber band I got multiple so there's a way I can't do it too many um (laughs) okay so there's a way to stretch that you can kind of be like all right boop stretch boop this thing looks exactly the same after there's no change and then there's the deformation that you go past the point of it going back to its shape so a lot of times I think church is like And then Tuesday, we look exactly the same. Oh, Tuesday, we look exactly the same. But I think spiritually that there's something where God is, I don't wanna snap this, it's gonna hurt. (laughs) I don't wanna snap it. Um, but there, bring us to this point of stretch where actually on Monday and Tuesday, we look different. So I, I just, you know, that's a visual that we talk about in stretching. I brought up the PT thing. I need to bring it full circle. If you don't stretch for long enough, if you stretch for less than 30 to 60 seconds, your muscles will never get longer. So that's the connection. Um, I didn't bring that full circle. But um, anyway, I just, I just really feel, I'm not just his hype lady. Will Will knows that I challenge him all the time. But I felt the spirit testifying to what he's saying. And there's this place where we can become under the spirit of this age. We can allow our minds to be transformed more by the spirit of this age. That's what Will was saying about reading the Bible and then making it subject to Satan. Because guess what? Satan acknowledges that there is a God in heaven. He acknowledges everything that's in the Bible, but he picks the other side so it's not a question of whether or not it's real we've come for most of us I don't come to assume all of us but most of us here can agree with the heaven and hell and demons and things but are we subjecting it to God King Jesus that we just worshipped about King Jesus are we subjecting it to that or are we subjecting it to the 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 lies what's what's he called no what's he called what's Satan called the father, the father of lies thank you I'm like where did that go but um Anyway, prayer, right? So I just encourage you guys, join me. I think there's something where if you want, this is such a silly example, but if you want the rubber band of your life to be deformed so that you are transformed, I encourage you, partner in the place of prayer. And if you're not there, if you're like, I don't wanna be transformed, if you love God, ask him to get you to that point. There's different levels. And anyone else who's just here looking at me like you're crazy, um, you're welcome to. But um, but I just say, guys, let's um, get some heavenly tunes in the background for maybe Nick, who's our, oh, oh wait, you're the worship leader. What do we do? Nick, go for it. Can Nick play? Okay. Nick play. <laughs> well, Nick can play, but I, <laughs> we know that. Nick can play. And by the-